Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode 361 of She Podcast. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, with me as always. The very glowy today, Elsie Escobar. How are you, Miss Escobar, today? I guess I'm glowy. I'm good. I'm good with glowy. glowy. I'm good with glowy. Yeah, you look good. good. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yay. So yesterday was Father's Day. Yeah. Do we care? (laughs) What did you do for Father's Day? Nothing, really. We watched Stranger Things episode two, season four. Ooh, that's a good one. My husband and I restarted the entire series because by season four, we couldn't remember who was bad and who was good and what they were fighting. So we just started it over. Yeah. You know, I have to say, usually we do that, but then we just started this. And you know what's really interesting? Pop right back into it. And like, I think they have a 60 second intro that Mm -hmm. does the whole thing in a minute. And then you're like, oh, okay, got it. You're caught up in like in 60 seconds. Brilliant. We realized, unfortunately, like when Stranger Things started, it was like a few months after Emily died. Mm. So part of probably why we can't remember a lot of it was that. I mean, I, I didn't figure that out until after I like had restarted. And I was like, why don't we remember any of this? Because I mean, I remember there are certain episodes that definitely stand out. Right. Like Will disappearing or will terrorize or just whatever but the nitty-gritty is something that we've forgotten so then when we started rewatching it and i was like wait when was this and then when i realized i was like oh i don't think we were paying attention to very much right i mean you know it's just hard we were just probably a little brain dead it's been good though because i have so much more clarity on l and Paul Reiser and who he's supposed to play and some other people that are in there. Like, I'd forgotten Paul Reiser was even in it in the beginning. Did you? Yeah. Well, I actually watched, interestingly enough, I watched the first three seasons three times. The entire Dude. thing, three times. Then you're all set, I'm sure. Because I watched it and then I watched it for myself the first time. Yeah. And then I watched it to remember to see if I could have the girls watch it. For the second time. They're old enough, right? And then the third time that I watched it, I watched it right before we were gonna watch it. So I would watch the episode and then we would watch it so that we could skip through some things that would have been questionable because we started to watch it in 2020. Right, but it is kind of scary. And yeah. May's only 11. Yeah. But now it's not the case anymore. Good. So you watched Stranger Things yesterday. Did you give him a special dinner or anything like with presents or anything card Card. is that a no do the kids give him a card or anything we got a card it's a thank you card what you gave him a thank you card thank you for having a penis thank you (laughs) thank you for being our dad for being the best dad for being the daddy that's nice they made it no I got it from Whole Foods. 
Oh, that's nice. Aw. I think it's always a little Yoda in the front that says Yoda best. I love that. Yoda best. It was a cute little Yoda. Little baby that's Yoda. That's so cool. So cute. Yeah. Isaac made his card and it said, you're the best dad. I love you so much and I'm never going to stop. Great. Love Isaac, Jessica, my mom and Nathan. And he signed all our names. Oh, that's great. You didn't have to do anything. Funny. This is I didn't awesome. Have to do anything. And I don't know if you saw my update yesterday on Facebook. He woke up in the morning and he was like, I didn't buy anything for dad. And I was like, I bought something for you to give dad. And he was like, oh, what is it? And I said, well, he broke a special cup the other day. So I bought you a replacement to give to him. And he goes, oh, that was so kind of me. (laughs) He's so cute. I was like, yeah, it was. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, so yeah, we took Scott to paint pottery yesterday. Oh, fun. It was really fun. Sometimes I amaze myself with how brilliant I actually am. Like painting oh, wow. is something that like Meryl, I, Meryl likes to do. She's been painting on glass forever. And Scott is like a, I think in another life, he was like a an artist because he's all about drawing and painting and stuff. His grandmother's a painter, watercolor uh-huh. teacher and stuff. Um, and so Isaac loves to do it. So like everyone sat quietly and did it for like an hour and a half. It was amazing. Wow. I know. And we came out with, I I made a planter that hangs and I put all different color glaze on it to see what it would end up like. We'll see. I don't know. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. So that was fun. Then we went out for sushi. Sweet. That's amazing. It's been really good. And then yesterday, no, that yesterday was Father's Day. What did I do with him Saturday? We went blueberry picking. Aw, I have to go see if my blueberries are... Are they supposed to come out already? Depends on what kind you have. Like this oh. farm, the blueberry festival is not till July, but they have some plants that are ripe now. They're not the hmm. sweetest. They're like sweetest-ish. Okay. But they were pretty good. They were big. We were supposed to be able to get strawberries and cherries, but when it got there, they would only let me pick blueberries. And I was pissed because it's like a half hour drive or 45 minutes. And I thought I was going to be making like very, berry pies and jams and stuff. Nope, nope, nope. Only blueberry, which is fine. But like, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. It's not my farm. I just show up there and hope for the best. It's really fun. Oh, John says world famous Jersey tomatoes are almost here. You know, I've never been to a farm where you can actually pick the stuff in New Jersey. But I will definitely say that Jersey tomatoes and Jersey sweet corn will make your eyes roll back in your head. They're so good. Wow, that's pretty. Especially the corn, it's so good. So, so very good. interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, while I was in quarantine, Ran had bought he bought some sweet potatoes, and he had them in the kitchen. And I'm the one that cooks, right? So they were in the kitchen. I'm 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 not sure why he bought the sweet potatoes. He might it might have been one of those things that he bought them for me, but then forgot to take them to the other house, and so they were in the main house. And they started to grow. They just, you know, the they started to just grow. Like stuff was coming out of them, like plants, right? And so then I, um, yesterday I planted them. And um, I'm, I decided, I started to do a little bit of research and I was like, how to plant sweet potatoes, you know? Th- there's all kinds of information about how to do exactly what naturally happened in my kitchen. But the thing is, 
there was also a way to be able to make it even better, right? So that you get those slips, you get little slips with the roots growing out of them and all that stuff. And um, what I decided to do was not go through all of those troubles and just dug holes and stuck the three potatoes in the ground and we'll see what happens. Because, hey, listen, if they grow, awesome. If they don't, I didn't waste that much time do it even, you know, and it doesn't matter. I just dug them real quick and boom, put them in there and done. I'll keep you all updated. So I have also planted your thing just luckily happened to you. But like I for Mother's Day or my birthday or something, I got a whole like planting bed, like a, a metal cart. And so I decided to plant some shit in it. So Isaac and I planted. I can't remember. It's, it's like cucumbers, tomatoes parsley or basil and carrots i don't remember and gosh i wish i had labeled it because i've never grown vegetables before and i don't know what this shit is supposed to look like before the vegetables show up i have no idea i don't know what the tomatoes look like i don't know what the cucumbers look like there are some very large leaves in there that look like they want to do something do they need a wire i don't know You'll start to see them when they start to grow because the cucumbers and the tomatoes do like to crawl up stuff. They just do. They like to crawl up stuff. I didn't plant anything this past couple of years. I have been planting a full on garden, but this year I didn't want to because we were going into town a lot more. And what ends up happening is that I need to really plan the kind of garden that I want because I'm the one that takes care of it. And I'm also the one that eats the food. So I've now grown tomatoes. We're not a tomato family. A lot of them went to waste because nobody else ate the tomatoes other than me. And then I had a fantastic garden with, um, what was it? Like, not zucchinis. What are the other things that are not zucchinis that are also squash? squash? Yeah, I had, they were Gorgeous. It was zebra squash. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It was so abundant that so many of them went to waste. And they're also a very interesting squash. Like, although they look beautiful, they're a beautiful and they're huge. They're tough on the outside, a little bit harder to like the flavors of them are a little different. I wasn't so keen on them. And then also I grew those yellow squash with the really, the crooked neck, the crook neck or something. That was also abundant. And I also didn't really like to eat those. So I have to. That's a waste. Yeah. It's a waste. And they were so beautiful. They were like growing all the time. And I tried my best to put them in things and eat them as much as I possibly could. But I wasn't like moved to do it. So I have to be very specific, like. I would definitely grow kale is for sure. Dand, I want to get dandelion greens because I adore, I would eat them all the time. Yeah, you love that. I love that stuff. Nettles. Oh my God, I love nettles. I would love to grow those even more. It's really hard to find nettles around here, even though they grow everywhere, I guess. I think of snails when you say nettles. I don't know why. I don't know. Are they not? I guess they're not. No. I want herbs. I still haven't found the right place for the herbs where I live because it's so hot mm-hmm. and so sunny that it scorches <laughs> all of the herbs. <laughs> it just burns them. So I need to find the right 
place to put them. But I did find out that sage is a phenomenal herb to put out. It just grows. My understanding is mint is the same way. Once you start mint, it's like you can't get away from it, which is actually kind of awesome because mint and water is delicious. Yeah. Mint tea, mint everything. I love mint. Mint and watermelon. Fennel is another one that once you plant fennel. Love fennel. It's everywhere. It's really, it propagates like you would not believe. Like those little seeds like land in all kinds of different places and it's really hardy and robust. Like it's really hard to kill it. Like it just keeps on growing. But it's one of those that overtakes everything. You better watch out. If you're planting fennel, it needs to be away from like other possible things that you want to grow because it will overtake everything. Yeah. How did we end up with talking about gardening? Like what happened? You were talking about it. You said. Oh, yeah. I planted this. You had a problem back there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens with the sweet potatoes. (laughs) Accidental potato. Yeah. You know, those eyes, you know, if if a potato has lots of eyes, is that a good time for you to plant it and see if it makes more potato? Like, what are the eyes? What's happening there? I don't know what the eyes, I don't know what you're talking about. What is an eye? Ah, in a potato. Have you ever had a potato not last very long and, you know, or or like you didn't, you forgot one, you didn't eat one mm-hmm. and you go to get it out of the cabinet and it's got like legs, white legs sticking out all over? Is that what that is that I saw? This one was like full on grown. Like it's got a plant. I mean, this was plant. It was in a big tub. It was like this. Randy put it inside of a big giant tub. Mm -hmm. And then I start to see like an actual plant coming out of a gigantic pasta. No, it was a plant. It was a plant. It was like leaves and a stem growing out of the potato. You know, if you're peeling a potato and there's like a little circle spot, that's like where the eyes will grow if you leave it for too long and don't eat it. But it sprouts like white veins. And if you leave it too long, they're terrible. It's so terrible. The potato will actually shrink up into like a ball of wilted schmoosh. And then eyes will grow out of it as if it's trying to grow arms to crawl away from the cabinet. It's terrible. Oh, my God. You've never seen this? How? I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I'm just not understanding. Maybe not. Maybe I'm using the wrong potato with eyes. Hold on. Well, let's not go into. Yes, here you go. Look. Yeah, that's what my thing did. Those are eyes. Okay, well. Well, oh, that's what you planted. Yeah. I just planted the entire thing. Like I just stuck it on the ground. We'll see what happens, I guess. Oh, my God. I mean, look, they can always stop listening if they want to but why would you want to now it's going to be the good part okay what's the good part <laughs> i don't know i thought you were going to bring it i'm just kidding oh, uh, oh my god let's, see. let's talk about the sleep thing there's a new study revealing the top sleep podcast for falling asleep faster i put that in there because isn't he one of our sponsors the number one he spot? is So the top one that won, number one, is the Sleep With Me podcast. Mm -hmm. As one of the world's most popular sleep podcasts, we aren't surprised to see this one rank first. What is surprising is the gulf in the number of listens and subscribers between Sleep With Me and its competitors. I'm just going to keep going and reading about it because he's a sponsor and I want to tell you all about him anyway. And this is very succinct. So what is it? and Why is it so popular? Launched in 2013 and hosted by Drew Ackerman. Sleep With Me is inspired by late night comedy radio, 
which Ackerman said was the only thing that used to help him fall asleep when he was dealing with insomnia. It's essentially a storytelling podcast with stories inspired by Ackerman's childhood and beyond. Ackerman's tone of voice and slow pace are relaxing, and what he talks about is not going to get your brain fired up, giving you a better shot at relaxing and falling asleep. People who listen to the podcast swear that it helps them fall asleep faster. I swear it helped me fall asleep faster when I was having trouble sleeping. And it might have helped that I know Drew a little bit because I met him before I had insomnia. And so, but I mean, he does voices and characters. He does recaps of like Star Trek. He makes up stories about neighbors that don't actually exist. Like, oh my God, I love it. So it's good. very creative. It's pretty awesome. And I mean, like, and he had six brothers growing up that he used to have to try and put to sleep, you know, help them get to sleep too. So he's very good. And actually talking to him in person is not the same as listening to his podcast because he ends up talking very low and, and kind of mumbles and stuff. And then he kind of goes off track and then he'll come back to it. It's like really strategic the way that he does the podcast. And I actually thought when I first met him, oh God, he's going to put me right to sleep. But he did not. He's very interesting. Um, so that's so nice. So congratulations, Drew. Yay, I'm so Drew. excited for you. You deserve it. That's wonderful. Yay. Yay. I love that. Hello, Patrick Keller. So nice to see you. Hello. Just to let you guys know really quickly to follow up on our feedback that we requested about shower or bath last episode. Just to oh. let you know, we are split at a 50-50. There's bath and there's shower. So there you have it. 50-50 responses. That's it. The end. Well, I have been watching ADHD TikTok and one of the suggestions, because there's so many great ADHD TikTokers on there, one of the suggestions was for people with ADHD to take cold showers every morning because you are hit with adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, which are all things that our brains are lacking. Mm -hmm. So I took a shower this morning. Um, it was not cold, but I thought at the end, I'll just blast myself because also it's good for your hair. If you do like a cold blast after you condition your hair, it sort of seals in the moisture, whatever. I don't know the science. It does something. I didn't exactly feel invigorated, <laughs> but it did wake me up. I mean, like it, it woke me up more than I had already been awake, which was good. Yeah. I don't want to say I felt an instant shot of either dopamine or serotonin, nor did I get in a good mood immediately. It still took me another half hour to like degrump from whatever I was grumpy about. I don't even know now. But it is worth a try because, I mean, the logic is there, right? If you need a jump start in your brain, your brain area, that's a good way to go, I think. Kind of looks like our audience doesn't agree. Well, I know at this moment, I mean, cold showers actually do suck because I love the opposite. I love hot showers, but there is a lot of science around the cold showers above and beyond what you're talking about in terms of the brain stuff. It also does the same thing at a molecular level with your cells and it mm, shocks them awake. It's re it's got a lot of really like re actually really good research, which is one of those reasons why a lot of folks do that thing where it's like the ice baths. It's the same type of research. So the way that you would, because most of us don't, aren't going to go get into an ice bath because you need so many different things. You know, we don't have those weird square boxes where you get yourself in and you put the thing super cold. Starting with a cold shower like that actually does give you some of that. And you actually don't need to do it as in go into the cold shower and be in the cold shower for 
five minutes. You can start with a little bit at a time, which is getting into a whole cold shower, like totally doing it and being like, I am going to be here. Um, give me 10. You start off with the smallest amount that you possibly can. If it's one second, two seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds, turn it on cold, get in, count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and get out. And then slowly start to build so that you're in there for like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, just letting the water hit you in absolutely cold. I started to do that, Jess, because I was going to mm-hmm. do it. And I started to do it a little bit at a time. Oh my God. It, it really, hard. like it is really hard. I think I did it for a it week. Is. You know, I started to build these habits, these in quote, good habits that I really wanted to do. I I kept a lot of them and I can go back to them a lot of the time, but the cold shower thing was, it's just been so hard and it really improved circulation. And for me, it's one of those things that would be amazing because I have really, like my hands right now are freezing. Like I just, I need that. I really need it. And I just, I can't do it. So hard. It's rough, man. Can't do I'll it. tell you what, it is rough. It is. Yeah. It is. The hair thing is something that curly curlies have been told, although Patrick says he never he never heard that. But yeah, if you blast your hair with a little cold water after you've conditioned it, you give it like a good once over with cold water. It usually remains smoother with less flyaways. So that's why I did it at the end. There's probably other versions of this you could do, for example, if you go to the pool and just jump right in, don't like wade in because it's never going to, no matter how warm it is, it's going to be a shock to that system, yeah. especially if it's hot out. So that would probably be a good way to like jump start your serotonin, dopamine. What was the other one? Serotonin, dopamine and adrenaline. I would assume that that's a good way. That's one way to do it. A sprinkler, perhaps. I still need some thinking about it. Because, it, you know, whenever you're going to start something that's challenging and totally against what you want to do all the time, the way that I've been able to get better at doing that is that first you have to start thinking about it on a consistent basis and setting a plan for it. And when I say that, I'm not saying I will do this tomorrow or I will do this on Monday. It's just allowing yourself to know that this is a possibility that you would like to do in your life. Like literally just thinking about it and going, you know, I, at some point, I'm going to choose to take a cold shower. And like you do your research and you do, like you just set yourself up for that choice. And then it's not, but sometimes it takes a long time. Like I've done stuff like that. It's it's like I've convinced myself for months and then I finally do it. And it's not as bad as, I usually have a better success rate that way to keep it all right, in my all life. Right. I still haven't done that with the shower, though. <laughs> no? No. There's some other stuff that I learned on there, too. I mean, the most important being that, you know, you should buy clear containers, either boxes, cubes, and put them everywhere. In the fridge, in your closet, in your office, in your family room, label it all so that everything you own has a place for it to go, but that you can still see the things. Because my biggest problem is out of sight, out of mind. ADHD people, like if we can't see it, it does not exist, which is why we're prone to clutter. Because our clutter is a system. We see everything. We know where it all is. So we don't clean it up. 
But yep. if you could clean it up and label the things, it would work out. There's also this girl on there, Hot Girl ADHD Hacks. I don't know why I started watching this one, but she had a bunch of good ones. She had good ones for clothes and good ones for this. But the main takeaway I got is, you know, some people get stuck. For example, well, one of her good ones is, you know, I always forget to take my medication. So I put it next to my toothbrush. That way, when I'm rinsing my mouth, I just grab my meds and take another swig and it's mm-hmm. done. I don't have to think about it. And she had a bunch of these little, you know, I put this, you know, I put this next to my bed. I put the dry brush next to my towel so I can do it before I get in the sh- You know, like she's hacked little ways to remind herself to do things that she wants to get done, but always forgets to do. And that's what I thought was cool. So I'm going to start trying to think about ways I can do that. Like, for example, I have thought about working out after I drop Isaac off at the JCC. I mean, one thing to do is like get your two outfits ready the night before. That way, you know, I'm going to work out and then I'll shower and, get you know, whatever. Just like figure out what time you're going to do everything the night before. Or I mean, she's even hacked her way into journaling. She bought herself the five minute journal and she keeps it under her pillow. So she remembers to do it every night before bed. Shit like that. It's so good. No, there's no such thing as too organized. He's Patrick says, I'm so routine focused and kind of OCD and it's almost too organized. But for me, there's no such thing because nothing will happen without organization and nothing does happen for me without organization. So I live in a house with two people that like to hide things because a clean surface is more important than having things out of sight is more important. So I'm going to have to like redo the fridge so that I can see all the produce so I know what to eat. Otherwise, I'm just staring and staring. Have you seen the home edit? Have you watched the home edit? What's the home edit? No. Hold on. Oh my God, Jess. What is it? What is it? (gasps) What is it? Oh my God. Go to Netflix and binge watch the home edit. Oh That's how they organize everything. Everything is in clear containers and it's my favorite thing ever. And I love the way that they have their system set up. Everything is clear. Everything is color coded, but color like they do some amazing things. I love the home edit. It's amazing. That system really resonated with me when I watched them do it and the way that they had to figure out like how to put it in there. But just watch. There's two seasons on Netflix. Just watch them. You will love them. You will this love is it. So great. So I'm excited about this. And hopefully other people can get on the bandwagon of my systems that I'm going to start creating for myself because everything needs it. My closet needs it. Everything needs it. I'm a mess everywhere. And and it's annoying because I feel like I work really hard not to be a mess. And yet everything is a mess. And it drives me crazy. No, yeah. This home edit thing is like unbelievable. They sell it at um Walmart. And I bought Walmart. I think it was an eight-piece. Was it eight pieces or 12? I forgot. I want to buy them all. But mind you, I can't spend all the money. But I got the couple of them and I have them right behind in my in my shelf unit where my other desk is to organize my stationery. And it's amazing because everything's in its own little bucket. And I can just like really quickly lift all the stuff up. And I have like my sticky notes and my pens and all kinds of other stuff in there that at first they were just like thrown in there. And we also have one in the kitchen for all another little thing of things that were all on the counter that were just creating a mess. I just bought those and put them in there. But I want to have it for almost every area in my specifically in my kitchen. My kitchen needs that because we Mm -hmm. have 
giant shelves. That's awesome. You need all these. Yeah, of course. But there, it's just open space, and there's no nothing. It's just all thrown in there. There's no dividers. It's just all of the space, and so you can't keep things organized because there's just it's just room. And then yeah, it's hard. Then everything just stacks up. Falls everything out, stacks up. Mess. Everything's falling off. Like there's no method to the madness. So and I have a ton of spices. Like I'm a spice person. I love my spices. But there's no divider levels. It's just all in one row. And I'm always digging for the bottle because I can't see them. So I know exactly what I want. And yeah, Patrick, you're going to love it. Y'all, the home edit is like, you. Ha- I cannot believe you guys haven't watched this show. It is the best. I it can't is so either. I'm amazing. The only thing I can't, I can't get behind, I need someone to explain to me why it's necessary for me to pour stuff out of a box and put it in a container. For example, cereal. I'm not going to see cereal any better or worse than I can see the Frosted Flakes container. Why is that necessary? This is what I think, but I may be wrong. I'm not going to do it either. I'm just telling, because that that makes no sense to me, but I'm just telling you that it probably has to do with the organization of shopping because the way that they figure the shopping out is based Mm. on the fact that when they open a cabinet, they can immediately go like, oh, we're running out, we're running low on cereal. And so what they do is they buy, like, let's say, three boxes of cereal, right? Let's say. And then they would refill it up and have that there. And then they'll have the extras, meaning the two other bottle boxes or the bag of snacks or whatever that is put away behind a cabinet. And then you just go up to the cabinet and then you refill what everybody sees. So that's the way that you move through it. And then then you'll note, oh, we're running out of cereal now because now I only have one box left and I've already filled this thing. So I need to get two more boxes. I think that that's what it is. Because what happens with me is I go inside my children, including Randy, not that he's my child, all like to put away the boxes when they're empty. They just love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, that is a good point. And I go in there and I grab it. And I'm like, why did you put this back? There's nothing in it. I would have bought more if I knew that there wasn't any more. <laughs> so, yeah. That is very annoying. Oh, my God. So this thing, the eight divided fridge drawers is $180. I know. That's why I didn't buy it. It's for a case of eight. I'm sure that there are all alternatives. The other thing is like the way that I always see this stuff done is like all the produce is on the shelves. I don't see any room if you've got leftovers. I don't see yeah. any room in there if you've got extra sauce that you made or where does the jelly go? Like, yes, it's all very nice and color coordinated, but there's only produce in there. Like, where's the cheese? Where's the deli meat? Where, you know, it's like a box of celery, box of carrots. I can't do that in my house. Here's the other aspect of the organization that, mind you, I totally love the system, but you want part of the system and you'll see that they work with it is that they first look at the stuff you have and then they find a container for the stuff that you have versus here's the containers, put stuff in there. This is the celery container. No, because there's no celery in the house. You know what I mean? So (laughs) like they'll come in 
to look at your stuff, the stuff that you currently have, the things that you are currently looking to store, and then they come in and they look at it and they go, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to put all of the, you know, goldfish crackers in this container. And so there's a goldfish cracker container. But if they came to my house, I wouldn't have a goldfish cracker container because we don't have that. that. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they would come to your house or you, you get the containers based on what you need the containers for. I do get that. But I'm just saying the way that they do it doesn't really show an actual fridge where you've got like last night's leftovers sitting next to, I mean, there's no milk in these fridges. There's no, you know, I don't see where they put beverages, just cans because they line up and they're colorful. Yeah. But mind you, this is marketing too. This is a marketing website. This is to make it pretty. This is not to make it. I know, but it just makes me feel, it makes me, I want to, you know me, I like a template. I want to look at the template and then copy it. That's my, Yeah, well, that is the template, but you don't have to put everything that's in. We're not going to look at the template and go, oh, I need to go get some insert. What is it that I see there? I need to get six Lysol cans uh, to put in the thing because that's the template. You don't do that. You You know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm only creative in one or two areas and then every other area I can't think for myself. I need a template because otherwise I don't know where to start, what to do. Like right now I'm looking at the home edit stuff on the container store and all it is is different shaped clear boxes. And I'm like, I don't know what, if I just buy two of each, where do I put them? What goes in them? What stays out? Where do I, you know, I I have to overthink it and then I just don't do it because I'm like overwhelmed. Yep, I hear you. That's why I want a template. I want someone to be like, here are the things you buy. Here are the things you need. In the book, I think that they probably answer some of these questions. Oh, the book. The way that I would approach it is in little bit. Like you don't just go, I'm going to edit my entire house. Like you'd go like, I'm going to do my spice cabinet. That's it. And then the next one, I'm going to do where the pots and pans are. I did one square shelf. No, two, because they had two in that. I did two little square shelves in my little shelf unit behind my other desk. I want more, but it's great because now I have those two shelves that are great. I love that. I want to do all of it, but I can't right now. So I just started with those two. Right. You just do a few at a time. Yeah. And the reason that I did that is because that's the thing that was giving me the most trouble. All my stationary stuff was really hard to find. And then I tried to make it organized and there's no way to organize it. All the sizes are weird. You know what I mean? You can't put it anywhere. So having that, and I love that they stack so that you put the stuff on the bottom, the thing that you don't really use, and then you have like the stuff on the top that you can definitely use. So anyway. I can't believe there's a whole show about this that I didn't know about. Can't believe it. I can't. I don't even know how you couldn't even do it. It's the best. I love the I'm so excited. When I saw the second season come out this year, I was like, yay, because I binged watched the first season and I was craving more. I was like, that's it. I want to keep watching the home edit forever. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you for this. If you are struggling with this as well, ADHD hacks on TikTok, as well as what else we got going on here. There's some other stuff if you wanted to, if we don't have to do this now, but Elsie was thinking about building a wiki, like a, we're now we're getting into digital organization. Mm -hmm. And you were saying you wanted to build a wiki. What kind of wiki? Like a personal wiki? 
Well, it's because. All right. So Apple Podcasts, to bring it back to podcasting, the Apple Podcast team released a how search works on Apple Podcasts on the website. So over at podcasters.apple.com. Now, and there's going to be a link in the show notes. There's now a link where you can find, they spelled it out. It's nothing too in-depth. It's like super short little thing, right? It shows you like how to use search, how to search works and availability and how to improve your ranking and all of that stuff, okay? And everybody is like, oh my God, this is how Apple Podcast search works. Okay, if anyone has been working with me in the past decade plus, if anybody has listened to my podcast, any one, including this one, I have mentioned all of these things. In fact, when people hire me to consult with me and they want me to help them be found in Napa Podcast, the things that they talk about on this is what I've been telling everyone, every single person. I say, don't concentrate on this, concentrate on this because of this, 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 and that. Everything that's in that article, I have been saying for the past decade. Okay. So anyone who has worked with me has gotten this information. It just never came Got directly it. from Apple because this is the truth. This is actually what happens. But people don't, for whatever reason, they don't believe you. But anybody who's worked with me and has implemented this stuff is already far ahead. So I was craving just because I kind of wanted to go online and go, here are my receipts. Starting from 20 whatever, we talked about it on this episode of the feed, this time code. We talk about it on this episode of She Podcast, this time code. I've had a Zoom session uh, this time. Like I wanted to show people that I've been talking about this for the past decade and that this is something that I've known because... It's, it was really just about receipts because it pisses me off. Everybody's like, oh my God, look at this. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I've been teaching for the past decade. So it makes me feel like I need a wiki so that people ah. can go. This is a reference. This is a historical fact <laughs> that she has been saying this this entire time, all the time. You basically want to build an enormous I told you so database. Well, it's not an I told you so. It is more of a if somebody's going like this is news to be able to go like somebody quotes me and says Elsie Escobar she first said this on in whatever date 2011 or whatever. You know what I mean? But you're an assuming that people remember every word you've said. Only you remember every word you've said. You're right. But most people okay. don't remember this. So I would like a historical reference for people to reference my database of all the information that I have put out there. It's nowhere. So I actually just found articles that I wrote in 2010, on 2011, that I'm like, I'm a genius. And so I <laughs> wanted to make sure that these articles nobody can really find. You know why? Because when I started to write and help folks when it came to podcasting, social media was not what it is now. Marketing was not what it is now. Now there is like other ways in which people are getting this information out. But when I first started, there really wasn't an avenue of being able to put all this stuff out there in a way that was able to be referenced 
And so what I'm thinking about is grabbing all of those past articles that I wrote that were super in depth and then adding them as a historical wiki, like our historical reference and post date them. I'm laughing because Patrick called it an ESCO base. Yeah, an LC base or an ESCO base. (laughs) I love that. An ESCO base. I love this forever. ESCO base. Really funny. That's what I want. Like, so I was thinking like, how do I compile my teachings, my wisdom, my thoughts, my ideas that I have, I've had for so long and that I've said before, and I just want that reference. Like, I want people to go like, oh yeah, Elsie's been saying, like, I, to your point, Jess, nobody remembers. Why? Because number one, there's no way to even reference that. There's no way that I can say to you, no, Jess, I said this on here because a lot of the information that we share in She Podcast, this stuff that I share on the feed, it doesn't have a searchable database where you can find some older blog post out there where you can go like, when was this first mentioned? When did this actually happen? How can we go back and go to the source, the source content, like the source content does not exist anywhere, particularly when it comes to thought leadership. I just found another post that I wrote about, you're not the boss of my podcast, but I wrote it to like iTunes. That's what it was. That was my hashtag. Hashtag iTunes is not the boss of my podcast. And I wrote this really in-depth Instagram post that I just saw come up on my Facebook memories And it's still on Instagram, you know, but it's like, it's super in depth and it's really specific. And if you just put Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes, it's literally still the same. And I wrote that in 2014. Yeah. And so I kind of want a way to be able to say currently, look what I wrote or I'm quoting myself. And I wrote this on 2014. Come on, that's eight years ago. And it's still the same information. And I've been teaching this this entire time. And I have no reference. So that's, for me, what I want. That's what the wiki means. So the wiki isn't for- You could do that in Notion. It's not for me. It's for other people to see. Yeah, but people make whole websites in Notion. I kind of moved a little bit away from Notion. And what are you into now? Obsidian. How did you not know this? That's right. Obsidian is my my everything. If I could have it in Obsidian- (laughs) It would be great. My so everything, I'm, everything. It's my everything. Everything. That's my wiki. That's my rant for today because I, I feel it. slightly pissed. <laughs> I feel this way all the time, by the way. One of my most favorite courses that I did with you was the Brand Vu one. That you did? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brandview was like one of my favorite courses that I did with you. You were so good in that. And there was so much information that I learned from you then that is, I would say, 90% of what you talked about in that entire course. It's like the same now, right? And it's like- Totally the same. A hundred percent. How cool would it be if we had a reference to that class or that transcript or that something about specific lessons 
And then to also have to have a date on there or update it like first put out on, you know, whatever. So that we know that this wisdom came that you have that because what's what I feel is happening now is that people are saying these things. And then like, let's say I'm go like, uh, if I say these are the things that you need to pay attention to, it seems like we are copying other people. I think people know that's not true. Really? Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be asked to weigh in on stuff. Like, I think they know that we've been teaching it no, for nine years No, I know, but it's like, but what is it? There's a lot of folks that don't actually, there was a point where people knew exactly what I did and how I did it and what I stood for, but there's a lot of folks mm. that don't know that. And so I, I want a reference point of these things. Like, I want to be able to look back at my own work and not only build on it, but be able to say like, I published this on XXX, so-and-so year as a way to footnote where the knowledge came from because it has weight. And I have been around for so long. (laughs) And I have done a lot of work. You have so long. Oh my God. I've been writing this shit for so long. I know, me too. But I love it. I mean, I'm not sad about it. I'm just, what I'm sad about is that Again, there's no wiki. There's no reference place. It's like somebody needs to get it and know that I did it. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's my. All right. Well, we have been doing this for an hour. We haven't told them anything about what's coming up. So can maybe we need yeah. a new jingle or something for like coming up. Things that are coming up you need to know about. You must know about them. Number one, LC. She's doing an amazing thing this week, actually. So if you're listening to this, you could probably get a replay of it. Yes, you can. She Podcast has partnered with The Cube. The Cube. For an amazing event that is happening on June 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern. And it is called Unapologetic Being Black and Queer and Podcasting. And of course, it's free. We're going to be live streaming on YouTube. So by the time maybe some of you might be listening to actually, this will be after the event. So all you have to do is head over to our show notes and you will see a link in our show notes mm. where you can watch the event, but it is going to be amazing. The A lot of the topics in this, they're brilliant. Anna Deshaun, mm-hmm. who is in charge of the cube and absolutely brilliant, has some folks that are coming in to have a conversation around why audiences need diverse, culturally aligned, creative and original content, how uh, the world affects black and queer podcasters, the growth of podcasting business audience and sales and speaking opportunities, particularly as listenership starts to become more diverse. She's going to break down and ask very direct questions about what allyship looks like in the podcast podcasting space and so many more things around this specific topic. I am really excited to be able to do this and to really bolster up some amazing creators that often don't get an opportunity to really speak from their own perspective. So we're super proud to partner with them and it's free. So if you are watching this now or maybe get an access to it, uh, uh, yeah, if you're watching it now, you can just go ahead and sign up. If not, watch it. Link in the show notes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, baby. Okay, and then we also want to tell you about 
the International Women's Podcast Awards because it's coming back around, the nominations, etc. and so forth. So check out skylarkcollective.co.uk slash awards. Entries are open for you guys to apply. And I think it would be amazing if you won. Yeah, there's not very much time left. So if you hear this, do it ASAP. Yeah, there's not very much time left. That's true. Okay, I think that's it for today, eh? Yeah. Thank you for listening to She Podcasts. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at She Podcasts. You can email us with anything you'd like to say, feedback at ShePodcasts.com. Go ahead and check out our membership if you'd like to join our membership and get access to all of our education, webinars, things that we've written, etc. That is at membership.shepodcast.com. And don't forget about the live event, which is this fall, shepodcastlive.com. Thank you so much for being here with us today and for listening. We love you. Mean it. Bye.